0: Okay, there's new provincial legislation that is looking to make Ontario roads safer by better defining the rules around e-bikes. And for more on that, we're joined now by Brian Patterson with the Ontario Safety League. He joins us here now on 640 Toronto. Brian, how are you?
1: Good, not too bad, not too bad. It's been a good weekend, and I was out on my e-bike, so I can, I've got first-hand experience for you.
0: OK, well, yeah, let's talk a bit about that, uh, because I think uh, people don't exactly even know or can define what an e-bike is. Is there like a strict definition or classification of what is an e-bike?
1: Well, the federal government has uh, helped define it, and, the, uh, and it was written between a group of lawyers and a group of engineers. So I'd like to tell you I could explain it uh, with clarity, <laughs> but not really. It uh, basically, if it's a power assisted vehicle, uh, if it's uh, an e-bike, it must uh, be able to propel itself without the motor uh, running. So it's got proper pedals and proper gears, uh, uh, et cetera. And uh, um, uh, we've divided out the categories because manufacturers have produced items that uh, are quite risky uh, in the bike lanes, et cetera, and are attempting to, uh, fall under kind of a generic it's a bike so uh, I think the new legislation clears it up and it uh, it, it means that if it's a uh, two-wheel and it uh, is assisted and it can't go over 30 kilometers an hour which we'll talk about is a big is is quite a speed uh, then uh, then it falls into that category a lot of people are using them where they ride until they're a little bit tired or the two hills that would destroy an otherwise beautiful rider uh, they run those on power assist so they're they're quite helpful and quite useful and uh, uh and i think we're if you follow the rules uh, they're very safe for people in the communities
0: okay so they are an e-bike is something that can be propelled by something other than just the pedals and again is there any speed definition like does an e-bike have to be able to attain a certain speed to be considered one
1: uh it's uh it can't go over 30, uh, 30 kilometers, I think it's 30, it might be 32. Uh, but uh, at the uh, at the end of the day, a power assisted vehicle is risky uh, when coming in contact with uh, pedestrians or other vulnerable road users. So to maintain your uh, bike at uh, that kind of speed uh, takes, a, takes a fair bit of energy and a fair level of fitness where a number of people are uh, uh, using it uh, from the speed benefit and uh, placing people at risk. You get hit by one of these uh, vehicles, particularly the ones that have now been classified out. uh, They're quite heavy. And, uh, you know, it's Newton's law of physics, not the Highway Traffic Act, that's uh, gonna cause that uh, damage uh, to uh, pedestrians and other road users, other bicyclists and, uh, and of course, uh, a car, so, uh, but I think this, uh, this is a, a move in the right direction. and I think the, the uh, ministries may be throwing a lot of stuff into the sink, but a lot of good stuff into the sink.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk a bit about that. What exactly is being proposed here by the Ontario government when it comes to e-bikes and this attempt to make our roadways a little safer?
1: Well, we've got the, we've got the new categories and it allows municipalities to determine in their municipality what and where uh, an e-bike uh, can go so um, um, uh, my uh, my particular bike looks very much like a mountain bike it's just got a very thick post in the center which houses the, uh, the battery and uh, if I'm taking it on woodland trails and through parks uh, the municipality's got to determine whether that's an appropriate location uh, both uh, for pedestrians and and cyclists and mixed use with these e-bikes because you don't want people on a narrow pathway getting hit at 30 kilometers an hour in the middle of nowhere
0: all right so 30 kilometers uh, per hour should these e-bikes because from my understanding they're pretty much classified as a bike right now when it comes to responsibility by the uh, rider i mean do these things need to be licensed should the rider uh, have to have a uh, insurance much like a motorized vehicle
1: uh, I, I think uh, we've, uh, we've wrestled with that for a while. The Ontario Sage League's position is uh, licensing them does a couple of things. It, uh, it means, I, uh, you've probably covered it over your career, the, the Toronto Police uh, auctions off all of these bikes that have been left all over the place and unable to be returned to owners, uh, et cetera. So, uh, and the insurance company pays for stolen bikes, et cetera. So it would be helpful in that area. And the insurance for sure in these, these are motorized vehicles on the roadways in many, many cases and the damage that can occur uh, ought to be uh, insurable if the individual on the uh, uh, on, on the uh, uh, whatever it is, motorized uh, vehicle uh, is at fault. And uh, I've been told there's not, uh, there's no difficulty establishing a proper regime. You may buy, bike insurance as part of your home insurance, you may be able to buy it on a on a one-time use that it would cover kids and family members, et cetera. So I, I don't think there's a problem. And I think it, uh, it it ought to be tied as well to a knowledge of the rules of the road and safe cycling, because right now we've gotten away from that. It's been a long time since uh, bike rodeos in schools, et cetera. So we want to make, uh, uh, we're actually working on Putting some of that online so that people can learn how to ride safely online Mm -hmm. just so their kids and their it's easier to cover the the comments but it's important and the one thing missing in this legislation you've heard me any number of times we want to see a bike helmet on everybody who's on a bike on a roadway or pathway if you want to ride it in your driveway and not wear a helmet feel free but there is no science that supports 16 and under with the helmet 16 over without a helmet I'm uh, happy to to tell you that, you know, we've given out about 20,000 bike helmets for the Lids on Kids campaign. And uh, I see a lot of parents modeling excellent behavior. Probably 70% of the parents I see riding with kids have got helmets on. But there's still that group that don't. And their kids are in helmets and they're not. I'm not sure you're modeling that. That's like being in a boat without a life jacket on when you should have one on.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about the personal protective equipment uh, component here when it comes to e-bikes. So there's uh, nothing in this new legislation, uh, Brian, that would mandate helmets? Uh,
1: No. and Well, uh, uh, you know me, Jeff. We'll be bringing that up at committee. And I think, uh, uh, you know, I I equated the anti-helmet to these anti-maskers. There's no science that supports it. Your brain doesn't suddenly become better to handle a crash or fall. And particularly with these e-bikes you'll be going at uh uh, at significant speed so all the other safety equipment's required on the bike bells and lights and and reflective etc so if i i i got a couple more years of fighting this safety fight and uh, i'd like to see bike helmets mandatory as one of the things that accomplished during my tour
0: all right brian good to talk as always thanks so much for the update appreciate it
1: thanks again my friend stay safe on the roads anywhere you are
0: All right. Stay well, too. There's Brian Patterson from the Ontario Safety League.